0: to blue and gold a superman and booster gold podcast episode 6 so it's been a few weeks since i podcasted the last time although i'm getting it's still getting this epi- i'm still going to get this episode out in november so the calendar month will not go by without without an episode in today's episode i don't know if how exactly how long today's episode is going to be my both my topics are a little bit shorter I'm going to be covering, I'm going to be talking about the Curious Case of the Action Comics number one cover, and I'll go over what I mean by that in a minute, um, and then in the Booster Gold segment of the show, I'm going to be talking about the Booster Gold Futures and One-Shot that came out in November, or it has a cover date of November 2014, which means it probably came out about August of 2014. So let's talk a little bit about Action Comics number one. It came out in um, the the conventional date is April 18th, 1938. It has a cover date of June 1938. And if you're listening to this show, I'm pretty certain I don't have to tell you the significance of action comics number one, the first appearance of Superman basically launched the superhero genre. Of course, comic books and um didn't it? it, it, it comic books had already been around, but it is one of the most significant issues in all of comics history, if not the most. Important, right up there with Detective Comics twenty seven and Amazing Fantasy. Shoot, I'm blanking on it, but uh, Amazing Fantasy thirty eight, maybe with uh, Spider Man. Um, but <clears throat> I wanted to share with 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 all of you listening the the interesting thing that I learned about the Action Comics number one cover. The interesting fact that I learned about the Action Comics number one cover. Probably a little over a year ago. Um, Now let me just start off by saying that I think the Action Comics number one cover is the most dynamic cover of all time. I don't think you can beat that cover. It's amazing. It's simply fantastic the way that Superman's lifting that car... And the guy is running away, like, and, and, and the uh, the yellow and the red that's from the, it almost looks like an explosion from Superman smashing that car on the rocks, and the cover is so striking, and it's so dynamic, it's, it, it, it just blows me away every time I look at it. Now, I'm not sure how I started researching this about a year ago. I started looking into the 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 cover, and I discovered that even though Action Comics has been reprinted, Action Comics number one has been reprinted quite a few times, and I'm going to go over a lot of those times, and I hope it's a comprehensive list, but I, um, I'm trusting the websites that I'm using, and so my list is going to be as comprehensive and complete as these websites lists but one thing i discovered was that the is is that the action comics number 1 action comics has never been reprinted with a faithful reproduction of the original cover to action comics number 1 none of the reprints look identical to the original 1938 print run and that's amazing to me that like that blew my mind now you wouldn't know you might not notice at first glance now i can't help but notice that and, and there's subtle differences now if you are picturing in your mind's eye or if you pull up an image of action comics number 1 you know that superman is holding this this gangsters car over his head and smashing it. Now, what's funny is for a lot of my life, until I was actually able to read Action Comics number one, the cover never actually made sense to me. I didn't understand the cover to Action Comics number one. Even though I thought it was an amazing cover, I didn't know... Because I I had seen the cover long before reading the actual issue. Because the cover's famous, you see it and things, but... The reprints were few and far between, and as a kid growing up in uh, mid-Michigan in the early 1990s, there's with barely any comic book stores around, there just wasn't a way for me to get my hands on Action Comics number one for a long time. Now, I eventually did get a reprint, and I'll talk about that in a little bit when I talk about reprints, but I had seen the cover, and it doesn't... As as amazing as the cover is, it looks like Superman's the bad guy without knowing the story. Now, of course, in the story you learn that these are these aren't good guys. These are crooks and Superman is stopping them and and is is taking care of them. But without knowing that, it looks like Superman is this this um this crazy strong man. If you saw this issue on the stands in 1938, you might not have an idea you probably would think that Superman is or th- this character. You wouldn't know what his name was, but this that this strong man on the cover is wildly is smashing this car and is something to be feared. Just looking by the character's faces on the cover, it definitely looks like that he's somebody to be feared now. now it's, it's almost hard for me to look at the cover now and remember what I thought when I, was, uh, when I was a kid. Looking at the cover, thinking, why would they do that? It makes Superman look like he's, he's the bad guy. Why would they do that? And then, of course, you read the you read the issue, and that's not the case at all. And it's a pretty good repro- It's a pretty good telling of, or you know, um, a snapshot of that story in that issue. Um, and what's really cool is in Action Comics one thousand, which is amazing that we hit Action Comics one thousand. But we hit Action Comics one thousand, um, early or um, uh, last year in twenty eighteen. And which was also the 80th anniversary of Action Comics number one coming out, so it was a pretty big year for Superman. And Jeff Johns co-wrote along with Richard Donner a sort of a follow up, not sort of a follow up continuation of the story found here, and that's that was pretty cool. Um, so you get the whole story about the car, but that's not why I wanted to talk about. It. I, I wanted to talk about this because I have never, this is something that blew my mind that the cover has not been reproduced the way that it was actually printed on that very first time. And, and I, I don't know why. The information isn't out there as far as I'm able to find. Um, so let me detail some of the differences in and, and, and they're super subtle and you might not notice that they're different, but in action, so I'm gonna talk about what is on the cover of the original action comics number one from 1938. So Superman is holding up the green car with the white the white wall wheels and the car is is pretty shiny, and it has these reflections, um, in the front, the front tire, the, the the front tire well area, and along the the runner. It has these reflections that make the paint job it looks like a little shiny, and in quite a few of the reproductions, that those the shine, the actual and and the way it actually does like these white marks that are indicative of being reflections of light reflecting back towards the the quote-unquote camera the the uh, perspective that we're seeing as the audience looking at the image and that reflection is not there and it that's weird it, it in almost all of the reproductions if not all I'm, I'm quickly scrolling through the uh tabs that I have open just to verify that yes none of the None of the reproductions have that have that those that shine going on. So that's one difference. And I'm gonna link to the to the pages that I'm using for my references for for this. That way those of you who are listening can check these out for yourself. Because it might be a little bit difficult as I'm describing them. I hope I'm doing a decent job. Um but it still would be really good to look at these websites that uh, that um I'm using, and they, one of them also has all of the reproductions, so you can look at the different covers, the different reproduction covers, in addition to the way that the original nineteen thirty eight cover looked. Now the other one of the other big differences is on the original Action Comics number one cover, Superman is smashing. Superman is smashing the car onto some rocks and there are rock pieces like big rock chunks that are flying off vertically um, from the rock face and in all of the reproductions those rocks aren't there those rock chunks now in some of the reproductions it looks like the image has been like the cover actually isn't at the exact same size and so it's cutting it off and so the rocks aren't there because it's cut off. But some of the reproductions look like they include enough space where those rocks should be there, but they're not. Just verifying that they Yeah, the well, yeah, it looks like it's due to the the image, the action comics um the action comics image being zoomed in a little bit. So you miss sort of in the same way that the pan and scan version of Superman, the movie, you don't have the, you barely see any of the curtains on the opening of the movie here. It looks like to fit the, um, the dimensions of current comics or because comics, the golden age of comics were the sizes were a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bit more magazine size, and so now we've gotten a little bit more of um, the dimensions have are the comic dimensions have gotten a little taller relative to relative to their width, and so it looks like to accommodate that, often the right side of the action comics image is is um, truncated a, a little bit, and so you don't see these rocks flying off, and you're missing a little bit of the. Just the right side of that image, but it's very noticeable that you don't see these rocks coming off of the these 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 big rock chunks flying up from the from the 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 rock that Superman is smashing the car onto, and so that's another one. And the other one of the other differences is so in the in the in the man running away. The cover famous, you know, one of the most striking images is in the bottom left corner is one of the men running away. And this one is super subtle. These differences, like this doesn't make any sense to me because it has nothing to do with the zooming in that would be necessary for different dimensions for more modern comic books. The the man running away has these, in the original 1938 version has these sweat beads that are flying off of his brow. He, they're flying off of and they're a little bit you know they' it we've seen these um, we've seen this a million times in comic books when people when a character is distressed or nervous or scared, they might have these sweat um, perspiration um, beads that are that are sort of coming off of their head that indicates that they're that that they're at a heightened state, either you know, e- either scared or excited, or um, a lot of action is going on, and just to indicate, um, just to give that more a more dynamic feel to the art, because it's hard to it's hard to show perspiration and things or people being nervous, just in art alone. That's why a lot of the early, not early, I mean, it was pretty prevalent for years, is um, all the thought bubbles you get. You want to read, I mean, you definitely get your money's worth when you read up through even the Bronze Age of comics because they're using those thought bubbles like crazy. They're trying to, they write, and they, it it took a while for the comics medium to learn to show instead of in, in, instead of say and so a lot of those early comics will sh- will say in the dialogue exactly what the character is feeling but this but these perspiration uh these perspiration um, art um, uh, indicators are a way to get that get information across about these characters without actually any dialogue at all but and so, a long-winded way of saying that in the 1938 version, this character who's running away, he has the he has his tie, and and um, that's and so you know he's running because he's 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 running away, and that's a cool sort of um, I mean this is early comic art, but they the way that they convey motion, you know, this character, you can't imagine this character not running because his tie is he running away from Superman's action because his tie is billowing in the wind and he has these perspiration marks but on none of the reproductions it looks like none of the reproductions his is are those perspiration marks on there and that's so weird because i that's a change the 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 rocks the rock formation sort of makes sense if they have to cut that off a little bit and so you so you miss that if they have to, because of the way they have to reformat the comic. But this the perspiration is along the same lines as the the reflection marks in the, um, the reflections in the car. I don't understand why those changes were made to the art. Um, Where was, was it lost in the scanning process? I don't know how they actually reproduced or their process, because the coloring is a whole separate issue. And I'm not actually, I'm going to talk about the coloring when I start talking, breaking down the reproduction covers, uh, because some of the covers have awful, awful coloring, and where the original is super lush, lush green to the car, um, some of the reproductions, I have this like almost puke color to the car, and it's awful. It is, it takes a truly great cover and it still looks really good, but it, 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 the colors just do not help. Um, but to, to totally lose these details, I don't understand how that could have happened. Um, or, and, or why. And so that is just, and I don't know if we'll get an answer and I'm certainly not in a position to, to even ask somebody who could even look into this. But it'd be super fascinating to to learn to learn this um, to learn why these changes happened. So um, again, I will link the these pages that I'm using um, in the show notes. That way, um, you guys can all go and look at these changes. Because I definitely, if you're listening to this, you're a geeky enough person, and you're getting into the nitty gritty that you'd be interested in learning about this too. And so. I'll, I'll provide those. I'll provide those resources. Now let's talk about the reproductions themselves a little bit, and how, when the when the cover has been reproduced. So the original 1938 comic came out in. Oh shoot! One more difference that I forgot to mention is the ten cents. The ten cents indicator. So the original Action Comics number one was ten cents. And on that original 1938, it has a, it has the ten cents that's um, right where the border between the Action Comics logo and um the and where that's that's overlaid on white, and then the sort of the the starburst the um the red and yellow, and right there it says on the right side of the cover ten cents in kind of a cool font, and on the reproductions on a number of them not every one of them but on a number of those reproductions the 10 cent icon is not there sometimes it's been replaced by a different, by a different icon um unfortunately the and and i think the cover looks cooler is it with with the 10 cents the 10 cents um indicator and that's another difference why not include that faithfully on the on the reproductions I'm, I'm not sure and so that's another that's that's another difference I guess you can chalk that up to sometimes they'll the text on a on a cover will be changed for reproductions or just removed so that, that way the cover looks a little bit cleaner um, I guess you you could say that the 10 cents indicator falls into just making it a cleaner looking cover You could make that argument. And even on the cover that I have, which I'll talk about, but it's the, I personally have the um, United States Postal Service 1998 reprint, and that one does not have the 10 cent indicator. And you could argue that it makes the cover look a little bit cleaner, but I think that 10 cent indicator is pretty cool, and I would have liked to have had that, um, especially on the reprint that I have. So now let's start talking about the reprints. So you have the original 1938, 1938, actual, the original comic. And then it wasn't reprinted again until 1974 in the famous first edition C26, which had a price of $1. And that's the treasury size comic. And so it's much larger and it has the famous first edition. I don't actually have a copy of this. I don't have the only, I only have one reproduction and that's the 1998 reprint that I'm going to talk about in a minute, but I've seen this one at comic shop um, shows. I might pick it up at some point if I can, if, if I, um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm questioning if I actually have seen this. I've seen the um, treasury edition of Superman number one, but, I'm actually not sure if I've seen the action comics, number one. And I'm telling you now that if I see that at a comic show, I'm definitely snagging it. Um, It doesn't matter what the price is. Well, I mean, (laughs) within reason. If it's within within reason. I'm not sure what I would say would be reasonable for that. But I wouldn't spend over $100 for it, I don't think. It's probably not even that much. But if I see this famous first edition, I would definitely pick that up just because it's cool to have it at that size, as long as it was a, a a decent copy. It's probably the only other reprint of Action Comics number one that I would pick up, because I'm fairly happy with, with the, the United States Postal Service version that I got. So, the, so in 1974, the famous first edition, the treasury-sized, and it had the... As I mentioned, it's got the, if you haven't seen it, it has sort of a a cover that's got Action Comics at at a smaller size. And it's got a big, big logo, says First Edition on it. And then you open open that and you get a full size for the um, the Treasury size um, reproduction of the cover. And so it's pretty cool, but it doesn't have, as I mentioned, it doesn't have the sweat bead. It doesn't have the rocks flying off. It doesn't have the reflections, but it does have the ten cent, the, the ten cent indicator. So it has that, but it, it's a it's a decent it's a decent it's a decent cover. If you see it at a at a show somewhere, and it's within and it's reasonable, I would I would recommend picking it up. And then there was a 1976 reprint. I'm not sure the reason for this reprint. So the the 1974 was for the Treasury size. This looks like it was just a regular a regular reprinting. And this is one of the versions where the color is god-awful. From the images that I've seen online, the cover almost looks like a... Uh, the car itself almost looks like a puke yellow. The coloring on this is just horrible. Really, really horrible. And um, uh, the the reflections on the car are completely not there. The rocks flying off. The perspiration. This all th- this one does have the ten cent re- reproduction, but it looks like it has some extra added an extra added box on the bottom that says shoot this image. I can't read what this what, it, but but it has an extra an extra. Um, Indicator of some text on the bottom and it it does not add to the it It doesn't look great. So I do not like that 1976 version looks like it was reprinted again in 1983 as part of a Nestle quick so the Nestle the the chocolate milk the part of the Nestle quick um, promotion and that version doesn't have it it doesn't have any of the other it's it's missing all of the it has the 10 cent indicator but that's it it's missing everything else missing the car reflections the perspiration the rocks flying off oh and um that and then it was reprinted again in 1987 and what's interesting in 1987 is that also again for Nestle Quick? But what's interesting in 1987 is instead of the ten cent indicator for the price, it shows fifty cents because I think that's probably what the comic itself physically cost at the time. But right off the bat, that makes it look it. It takes the original repro- the cover and it just makes something else that's not original by adding by taking away the ten cent and making it fifty cents. And again, the colors look colors are horrible on that. Looks like it was also reprinted in 1988, the same. What's this one, the 1988 version? There is a version, there's a new stand in a direct market edition, and the direct market has the the where the barcode goes, the direct market version has the Superman symbol, the Superman 50 years um, icon, and that's that's pretty cool. But again, the colors aren't great, and this version has completely removed the guy at the bottom left corner who's running away. So clearly there's no perspiration to discuss because the the guy himself is not even there because that's where the barcode was going. And they could have just, I mean, I guess if they had to put a barcode anywhere, they could have put the barcode over his face, I guess. But it looks weird, like he's not even on that cover at all. So that, so yeah, yeah, another change. The colors aren't great. So in nineteen ninety two, looks like it was reprinted again. It was bundled with the Death of Superman trade paperback. This version has not great. It has a. It, it's kind of weird. It's kind of this. This version doesn't the car. On on all of most of these reproductions, I don't understand why the car color itself is not the the green, like that lush green, forest green color of the original um, 1938 cover. The car color is this this ugly yellow. I've I've already described it on, on this episode as as a sort of a pukish greenish yellow for this car. And it doesn't look great. Um, it also takes away the 10 cents, the 10 cent price and shows puts it at a, at, at a dollar, doesn't have the rocks flying off or the perspiration. And then let's get to the 1998. The 1998 reprint. The 1998 Action Comics number 1 reprint from the United States Postal Service is a really really good cover it's of the reproductions it still has problems it still has problems it doesn't have the perspiration or the rocks flying off but the car at least this is one of the first at least this is one of the first reproductions that actually has the car its color is back to the to the vibrant and lush green color that it should be and this is a great looking cover not as good as the original. I think the original is hands down the best. But this one is dynamic, and I'm a little bit biased. It's the one that I have, I suppose. But the original, so only within the last year or so. So this this version was printed. This was put out by the United States Postal Service as a promotion. And it, it's showing that it has a, a price of $7.95, I'll be honest, I can't remember where I got it from, if I got it from the post office itself, if somebody gave it to me as a gift, because it was no secret I was a giant Superman fan as a kid. But it had sort of a wraparound um, half cover on it that was a promotion um, for the post office showing that uh, commemorative United States Postal Postal Service commemorative Action Comics number one. And but... I actually had that intact until about a year ago, and I took it off. So people are probably like, what? You took that off? I, I defaced a comic? Well, I'm not above doing that. I literally just got, I wanted to complete or work on completing my Death of Superman individual issues collection, and one of the outstanding pieces that I d- didn't have was the platinum edition of Adventures of Superman 500 which to be honest I only recently learned that there was a platinum edition in the last 2 or 3 years I didn't of course I knew that Superman 75 had a platinum edition which I bought on eBay probably 2008 but I didn't know there was a platinum edition for Adventures of Superman 500 until the last couple of years and I just recently bought over um, an un an unopened copy of that, and it just came in the mail earlier this week. And the very first thing I did was open that puppy up, because I'm not buying these comics to then resell. Like, this is for my own personal collection. I saved the bag, of course. Um, actually, I still put it in the I still bag and board it and the. Adventures of Superman Five Hundred is in the is in the bag in my collection, but I opened it. I wanted to look at the cover. Now, of course, I could look at it. There's there's copies on eBay where you can look and see the the color of the Ad- 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 Adventures Five Hundred because the newsstand, well, actually the direct market in the white bag version of Adventures Five Hundred has. Um, like the 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 border around the main image is black, and then the platinum—it's sort of a kind of cool platinum color. But all that to say, and maybe I'll talk about at some point. I'm definitely going to have a, a Death of Superman, Death of Superman, uh, episode. The only thing that I—the only um, comics that I don't have now—I have all of the covers. The only thing I don't have, and I'm still debating if I need them. Well, I of course I don't need them, but I'm still debating if I want. To go through the trouble. I have the newsstand. So I have all of the covers of and all of the editions of Superman seventy five, platinum, bagged open, bagged sealed, newsstand, whatnot, but um but I don't have the second, third, or fourth printings. I only have my newsstand copy is only is a first printing. Which if I'm if I'm going to have a copy, obviously I want it to be a first printing. But I'm having this debate in my own head if I want as a collector if I want to collect yeah the second, third, and fourth printing. But otherwise, I have every other cover. I have the die cut covers for the Reign of the Superman and the regular new the regular covers and whatnot. But all that to say, getting back to Action Comics number one, I took this little wraparound cover off because. Even sitting in the sitting, so when it when it's bagged and boarded, if you want, if you just pull it out, it doesn't you you can't actually see the full cover. You have to take the comic out of the bag, and you have to fold back this postal service if you want to um, admire or just really get a good look at the action comics. number one cover, and so I wanted to just be able to look at this cover, and I should get that cover framed and. You know, it's it's funny to frame a frame a reprint, but I have like a little comic uh, room where my comics are kept. Well, mine, mine and my wife's, she collects comics as well. And so I should, I don't know, it'd be kind of cool to put that up. Although I have a reproduction of Action Comics number one framed down in my basement, which is, amazingly enough, a faithful reproduction of Action Comics number one that has all of these things that I'm talking about missing from the official reproductions. So I have to, the one thing I need to check is the 10 cent indicator. I'm, and I'm not in the room where I can look at it right at this moment, but I think my cover does not have, or my poster at least does not have the 10 cent indicator. I'm actually going to walk away for one brief second. You know what? I'm back. And I looked at my cover of the poster. And it does have the 10 cents. So it's a faithful. Re- it's a truly faithful reproduction of the cover. So that's cool. So I at least have in my house. An easy way to look at. And uh, admire the cover. But so. Back to the 1998. Postal Service reproduction. It's that's, that's the edition. That I would personally recommend tracking down. And finding. But. And then it's up to you. If you would want to remove. Or keep the keep the post office wraparound like half cover uh, commemorative commemorative um half cover that they have on there i've chosen to take it off then in 2000 they reprinted action comics yet again and this one's interesting because it they've they definitely want to dc comics wanted to differentiate this version and not make it as they didn't try to recreate or make or fool anyone. Of it's not going to fool anyone that it's it's uh, whether or not it's an original or not, because they've sort of taken the image, and um, cocked cocked it a little bit so it it's sitting on the page, sort of vertically like like Im- I- imagine laying a copy of Action Comics number one on a table, sort of tilting it a little bit and taking a picture, and then that's your cover. So it's sort of like a um, an you're looking at an image of action comics number 1 that's um so that's it's it's i don't recommend that one i don't like the look of it too too much and it's got this big embossed foil um uh look um icon on there too i don't i'm not a fan of the 2000 and then what's there's there's been some fakes that have been up on eBay um so that that 2000 that two thousand reprint looks like it's the last official reprint of Action Comics number one. Now, in hardcovers and things, I believe in the Action Comics eighty years uh, uh, celebration of eighty years that came out last year, sort of in conjunction with Action Comics one thousand. I believe that has a, re- a reprint in there as well of of the co- of Action Comics number one and the corresponding story, but. The two thousand is the last time that it looks like it was issued as an individual. You could get a reproduction of the actual individual issue, and so again, my recommendation would be if you're trying to track this down to find the United States Postal Service version. But the whole point of this was to highlight that the original that the original version has not been reprinted in its in in, in its accuracy and its faithfulness since that original issue it, and why don't they why don't they do that why why do you have to have changes some of them are i think due to the formatting the rocks but other ones the perspiration are not and and the perspiration um coming off the the um, the guy running away in the bottom left corner the reflections on the car the coloring so i think there's uh some there's some there would be a market there, maybe. Or at least I would be right there. I would buy one of those. I Like, if they came out and said, we're reprinting Action Comics number one 100% faithful. Not 99% faithful, but 100% faithful. I would, I would buy that reprint tomorrow. So with that, I think that's all I have with the Action Comics number one cover. To be honest, it went way longer on Action Comics discussion than I thought it was going to. It's almost 40 minutes on the Action Comics number one cover. That's amazing. That's awesome. So we're going to move on to the Booster Gold portion of the show. So take me away, I don't mind, but you better promise me I'll be fine. All right, so we're talking about Booster Gold Futures End One-Shot with a cover date of November 2014, which means it came out approximately August of 2014. And this was the first, since the New 52 started, this was the first branded Booster Gold comic. He had been starring in Justice League International since the New 52 had started. Written by Dan Jurgens, And then they had the, at the end of that run, they had an annual that was written by Jeff Johns and Dan DeDio. And that annual was pretty good. Pretty good. I have the annual. I, I, I don't have the whole run. I have issue one. And I have the annual. And at the end of that annual, the very end, the last couple pages it appeared as though a future Booster Gold showed up and you didn't know what was going on and you sort of faded out of existence and you knew that, or the assumption was that that story was going to be continued on elsewhere or at a future time picked up. And I'm blanking on, and I could have, I apologize, I did not look this up before I started started recording, but how long, what, what the gap was between that Justice League International Annual and uh, New Fifty Two Futures End Booster Gold one shot. Now, Futures End is a story that I still have not read and and am not familiar with what's going on in it. The actual Futures End comic it was a weekly comic I believe, and it had multiple writers. I I believe Brian Azarello, Brian Azarello was one of the writers and Dan Jurgens. I. And I apologize if I, if I, if I get this wrong. But, and Dan Jurgens Jer- was also one of the writers. And so, but I didn't, it just didn't catch my eye. I didn't, wasn't interested in Future's End. But I was interested in, uh, um, of course, when they announced there was going to be a booster goal of Future's End one shot. And I'm holding it right now. So you might hear me flipping through some pages as I talk about this comic and, and uh, describe it a little bit. But it's got, I believe, for the entire month that the comic came out, so the entire cover month of November, of November 2014, they had these lenticular covers that you could flip and the image changes. Um, and so this one's got on the cover the drawn by Dan Jurgens, and it's got um, the, the New 52 version of Booster Gold in his costume and the Argus Booster that's on the cover, and the Argus is an older version of, of, uh, of Michael, that, and he's the character, and he's the, this older version is who showed up in the end of that, the annual, and so, when I picked up this comic, I had no idea what was going on with New 52, and I gotta tell you, I remember, and so I have a, there's a lot more context, I'm gonna talk about that in a second, but when I picked up this, this issue, I was really excited to actually have a new Booster Gold comic to read, but the comic didn't make any sense at the time. I didn't have any idea what was going on. I hadn't read New 52 or um I hadn't read Futures End, and so the comic didn't make a lick of sense to me. You have this you have Booster Gold bouncing around different time points, what it seemed like different time points is actually not the case. But it seemed like different time points, and there's two boosters, and you're like, what is going? On? I don't know what this is going on. And so now that's the context that I had at the time when the issue came out. I enjoyed it, of course, and it has decent art and you get some Jurgens art. You get um, and I'll and I'll talk a little bit more about in detail about the actual art and, and story in a second. But a little bit later, so about a year later, I believe, they had the whole convergence. DC Comics had the whole Convergence uh, storyline that sort of was the, the, the story goes that they had this story. They put most of their comics on hold, and they had this story that was to fill the gap while, they, while DC Comics moved from New York, where they had been forever, to California. And so to bridge that gap while most of the titles took a hiatus, they had this Convergence storyline where um, like a, a version of Brainiac bottles different versions of the DC universe and then they end up interacting and fighting and and, and whatnot. And so you'd get you get these these versions that are um, colliding with each other and, and meeting and, and there was a Superman convergence. Um, there was there was tons of them and so this was a there was tons tons of these convergence titles where, and it was they were all, all of the all of these different DC realities were sort of put in a bubble on this planet. I believe it was a planet um, that's not Earth, um, a moon. I can't. Re- I'm having trouble rem- remembering the exact details of of this, but basically, a lot, all it boils down to all the, a lot of different versions of the DC universe were on this planet, and they had been trapped there for a year or so. And so a lot of this context for understanding the New 52 um, futures End Booster Gold one-shot didn't become clear until this convergence event. And the interesting thing is, and, and now it reads, what's interesting is the Futures End one-shot, Booster Gold one-shot, it, it is a one-shot. But really, that's not exactly right. It's really issue one of three, in my mind, because they had two issues. They had a Booster Gold Convergence two-issue miniseries, because during Convergence, they had lots of different miniseries um, for all kinds of the different um, DC Universe realities and how they're dealing with this Convergence event. I'm not going to go into it much more than I already have is number one I think I'll get a lot of the details wrong um, but it's also not as relevant but what is relevant is just saying that so I said that when I first got this comic it didn't really make much sense at all but it makes a lot of sense after you understand what's going on with Convergence but we didn't know that at the time we didn't know at the time I don't even think Convergence had been announced and so we didn't have that context of what was going on and now we now we do have that context and so now i can sit down and read this comic and sort of and and get what's going on and so booster the argus version the older version of this booster that's bouncing around is this is, he he he's not bouncing around at different time points as you think he is when you might originally read the comic without the context of convergence he's bouncing around to the different the different um the, the, the different DC Comics um, um, timelines and but they all are existing on this planet at the same time and so he's he's bouncing around to the different um, the what am I trying to say because they're not they're they're not realities or times because they're all at the same time but they're if you think about if you think about sort of a good analogy is if you think about Superman the movie and Krypton and how you get the shot of Krypton and you have the different Krypton cities and you might see in the you see in the distance another Krypton city. Well think about a planet where one of those is the is the reality is is Earth 2. One of those is Earth 4. One of those cities would be the pre-crisis super um, um, one of those cities would be the the what's going on with during the death of Superman time. And, but they're all coexisting at the exact same time, and they're spatially um, encased in the, encased in domes, and they're um, and so boosters bouncing around to these different these different metropolises and cities within the planet, and so he's not actually time traveling, um, and so you get a lot more context for this issue, and so as we as and. So I actually I apologize I actually should I've given a lot of context and talked about the comic but actually haven't given a synopsis so we 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 open with um, the Argus Booster saying that he was just in picking right up from the Justice League in- International annual saying that he was just at the uh, the Justice League headquarters and he's actually in the he finds himself in the Gotham by gaslight reality and. Then he gets. Then we get pulled away to the New Fifty Two Booster, who's sort of being held and tortured by um, these these robots that have the Brainiac symbol on them, which we come to find out is actually like a version of Brainiac called Telos, but we don't know that until Convergence. And so most of the issue is following this Argus Booster, the Argus version of Booster bouncing around to these, bouncing around to these different cities, and so you get, you, you get different art each time he moves on to a different, one of the different, um, the different realities, he's, um, it's, it's a different art, and one of the standouts for me was the, he's, finds himself in, the in, uh, the commandy, uh, The Last Boy, um, uh, realities, and it's, it has a very obvious um, Jack Kirby. It's drawn in the Jack Kirby style. And that is a, is a, one of the standouts. And, and then at the end of the issue, the two Boosters meet back up. Um, the, the Argus version of Booster finds a reality, one of the realities that has Michelle, his sister Michelle. And then they actually then get pulled into where... The New 52 Booster is being held and tortured by Telos, the version of Brainiac. And all throughout the issue, there's you'll get a page or a panel here or there where Telos is torturing the New 52 for information. And Booster doesn't know what it is at first. And then you come to find out that he's trying to get information on Vanishing Points, which Vanishing Point is one of Dan Juergens. Oh, and this issue was written by Dan Juergens. I don't think I said that, but I should have. And so, anytime Dan Jurgens gets a chance to write Booster Gold, obviously that's a highlight. That when, when the creator can when the creator can write his own his his creation, because it's been very hit or miss with Booster being written by other people. But you can't beat getting Dan Jurgens on Booster. You just can't. And um, so you get both, and then Dan Dan does the art at the end, the last few pages. And so it's it's really really amazing, but I there's so and then so, um, Telos is trying to get this information on Vanishing Point, and Vanishing Point is Dan's Dan's idea from back way way back from the his Superman days when he created the Linear Men, and that's a whole thing. I'm not going to go into that right now, but it's this place that Vanishing Point is this place that lives outside of time and reality or. Um not reality per se, but outside of time. And Telos is trying to get some information on 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 that, and you don't know for what purposes, and that sort of and it comes back up in convergence. So with all that said, what how do I think the issue do I do I recommend this issue? Yes, I I definitely do. But it plays so much better as a part one of three with the other two parts of the convergence one and two as it's as it stands on its own it 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 doesn't it doesn't really stand on its own and it's for sure false advertising that it's part of it is it has nothing to do with futures end which on one hand for works out well for me because i didn't read futures end so it almost doesn't it almost works out better for me But I didn't know that at the time when the issue came out, when the issue came out, I just was lost. I didn't know it was sort of a setup or played any role in this Convergence storyline that hadn't even been announced. But now, I think it works really well. And to be honest, I I don't know where this issue is reprinted, probably in a futures end trade paperback somewhere. But where where it should be reprinted is in Convergence. It should be reprinted with Convergence, and it should be reprinted wherever... The Booster Gold convergence is reprinted, whichever trade paperback has the Booster Gold issues in it, because as I said, this this really is a three part Booster Gold Booster Gold story that's plays a role in in uh, in this convergence storyline, and it 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 doesn't. So the issue doesn't hold up on its own. It's it needs to be the con. you have to have this context of the of the convergence events to sort of understand even what's going on and then even then you even if you have that context to 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 find out where this goes you need to read the convergence the convergence uh, two part mini series and so that's why i really feel like it's a three part convergence event with booster but I highly recommend it's 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 very enjoyable now, way more enjoyable now that I've read a lot of the convergence, the, the main convergence title and a lot of like I have all of the convergence context because without that you'd be very lost. I, or I was very lost, but I I recommend it. I think the art is pretty good. It bounces all over because you have different artists doing the different the different um the different realities. And one of the artists is Brett Booth. And I gotta say, just as a little tangent, that Brett, I can't, I still can't decide if I like Brett Booth's sort of like slick slick style or not. One thing he doesn't do is the Argus Booster is supposed to be older, but in Brett Booth's just sort of hyper hyper style, that doesn't come across. But sometimes I love his art and sometimes I don't. Um, here I think it works fairly well, although his the Argus Booster looks really young. When he's supposed to be the older, the older, more experienced booster. So I've talked a lot about, about how the convergence, um, the Booster Gold convergence to two issue miniseries. This is really part one of that. So and so that's what I'm going to be covering next time with the Booster Gold, the Booster Gold uh, segment of the show. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to be doing for my Superman segment. I have some ideas but I know that the next Booster Gold segment is going to be covering those two and and discussing those two part convergence issues. So I've had a lot of fun talking about the Action Comics, the Action Comics reprints and where they lack in terms of what they're what they're missing and the differences between the original comics and and again I'll I'll reiterate this it blows my mind that all the reprints that we've had you there hasn't been a faithful recreation of the action comics number 1 cover which is wild to me I can't and I bet I would be surprised if that's... I don't feel like that's common knowledge. I I had never... I can't remember how I stumbled upon it. And I'm not... It's not unique. There's websites that detail this, but I don't feel like it's... That I've heard it talked about within the Superman fandom at all. And so I wanted uh, to hi- highlight that a little bit. And I read the... I had to reread the... Um, it, it, it's funny. I read the convergence or uh, the futures end booster gold one shot and the convergence issues a while ago now it's been two three months ago it was back in the summer I'm recording this just two days before Thanksgiving and so it's it, it was only one issue so I actually reread the futures end one shot just before this episode to make sure I could talk about it in a more in a more descriptive and a more accurate way and give a give a little bit more detail than I would have even though I only read the issue a couple months ago. It was still good to, to reread it, and so I will be discussing the Convergence part next time. So I hope everyone, depending on when you're listening to this, has a happy Thanksgiving. And I haven't gotten any feedback on since I've come back on this show. Now I know when you take a four-year break after only putting out a couple episodes where I sounded way different. Way different for a lot of reasons. Back then, as I mentioned in a couple a couple episodes ago, I was recording right next to my the master bedroom, and we had a newborn, so I was talking very quietly. And so those those episodes, those early, th- I think three episodes, sound weird because I'm basically whispering. And now I don't have to do that at all. We have we've moved. I have a dedicated podcasting place. We, My wife and I actually upgraded our podcasting equipment, so with this episode that you're currently hearing that you just had the pleasure of listening all the way through, that I should sound a lot better than I've ever sounded before. But all that said, I would love some feedback. So if you're listening to this show, I want to hear what you want. I want to hear some feedback. I want to hear maybe what you'd want me to cover, what you'd want to hear for them from the booster gold standpoint i'm excited because just in a few days the booster gold the big fall hardcover is coming out covering um the first time booster gold any uh the booster gold volume one has been reprinted in any form well not any form it's been reprinted in color, in, in, in any form in color. Volume one has a big showcase where it's got all 25 issues in black and white. So this will be cool. It's got it's got some uh, some special features, and I'm really looking forward to some some pages of art. There's it's been so I'm gonna be covering that. I've already said I'm gonna cover the convergence issues on the next podcast, maybe the episode after that. I'll talk about all about the big fall, but I want to hear some feedback if you're listening to the show, because right now we're we're trying to pick up some steam. So if you want to also, if you want to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, if you want to rate a, if 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 you want to rate me, so we can get a little bit more, a little bit more uh, ears listening to this podcast. If you want, um, if you enjoy hearing me ramble on for an hour, which hopefully you do if you're listening, but. I would like to hear some feedback. I'll, I'll read any and all feedback that you want to send in, unless you ask me not to. But I'd love to hear thoughts on the show. Are you enjoying? Do you want to see anything different? Or do you want to hear anything different? Um, what it, What's what's working for you, what's not? But either way, I would just like some feedback for this show. I, I know there are some, um, some listeners out there. And so I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear what you think. All right, everyone. Until next time. This has been the the Blue and Gold Podcast, a Superman and Booster Gold show.